Section 16 of Summer in a Garden and Calvin, A Study of Character by Charles Dudley Warner. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Mark Penfold. Section 16 Summer in a Garden. Thirteenth Week. I find that gardening has unsurpassed advantages for the study of natural history and some scientific facts have come under my own observation which cannot fail to interest naturalists and unnaturalists in about the same degree much for instance has been written about the toad an animal without which no garden would be complete but little account has been made of his value the beauty of his eye alone has been dwelt on and little has been said of his mouth and its important function as a fly and bug trap his habits and even his origin have been misunderstood why as an illustration are toads so plenty after a thunder-shower all my life long no one has been able to answer me that question why after a heavy shower and in the midst of it do such multitudes of toads especially little ones hop about on the gravel walks for many years i believed that they rained down and i suppose many people think so still they are so small and they come in such numbers only in the shower that the supposition is not a violent one thick as toads after a shower is one of our best proverbs i asked an explanation of this of a thoughtful woman indeed a leader in the great movement to have all the toads hop in any direction without any distinction of sex or religion her reply was that the toads come out during the shower to get water this however is not the fact I have discovered that they come out not to get water. I deluged a dry flower-bed the other night with pailful after pailful of water. Instantly the toads came out of their holes in the dirt by tens and twenties and fifties to escape death by drowning. The big ones fled away in a ridiculous streak of hopping, and the little ones sprang about in the wildest confusion. The toad is just like any other land animal. When his house is full of water, he quits it these facts with the drawings of the water and the toads are at the service of the distinguished scientists of albany in new york who were so much impressed by the cardiff giant the domestic cow is another animal whose ways i have a chance to study and also to obliterate in the garden one of my neighbors has a cow but no land and he seems desirous to pasture her on the surface of the land of other people a very reasonable desire the man proposed that he should be allowed to cut the grass from my grounds for his cow i knew the cow having often had her in my garden knew her gait and the size of her feet which struck me as a little large for the size of the body having no cow myself but acquaintance with my neighbors i told him that i thought it would be fair for him to have the grass he was therefore to keep the grass nicely cut and to keep his cow at home i waited some time after the grass needed cutting and as my neighbor did not appear i hired it cut no sooner was it done than he promptly appeared and raked up most of it and carried it away he had evidently been waiting that opportunity when the grass grew again the neighbor did not appear with his scythe but one morning i found the cow tethered on the sward hitched near the clothes-horse a short distance from the house this seemed to be the man's idea of the best way to cut the grass i disliked to have the cow there because i knew her inclination to pull up the stake and transfer her field of mowing to the garden but especially because of her voice she has the most melancholy moo i ever heard 
it is like the wail of one uninfallible excommunicated and lost it is a most distressing perpetual reminder of the brevity of life and the shortness of feed it is unpleasant to the family we sometimes hear it in the middle of the night breaking the silence like a suggestion of coming calamity it is as bad as the howling of a dog at a funeral i told the man about it but he seemed to think that he was not responsible for the cow's voice i then told him to take her away and he did at intervals shifting her to different parts of the grounds in my absence so that the desolate voice would startle us from unexpected quarters if i were to unhitch the cow and turn her loose i knew where she would go if i were to lead her away the question was where for i did not fancy leading a cow about till i could find somebody who was willing to pasture her to this dilemma had my excellent neighbor reduced me but i found him one sunday morning a day when it would not do to get angry tying his cow at the feet of the hill the beast all the time going on in that abominable voice i told the man that i could not have the cow in the grounds he said all right boss but he did not go away i asked him to clear out the man who is a french sympathizer from the republic of ireland kept his temper perfectly he said he wasn't doing anything just feeding his cow a bit he wouldn't make me the least trouble in the world i reminded him that he had been told again and again not to come here that he might have all the grass but he should not bring his cow upon the premises the imperturbable man assented to everything that i said and kept on feeding his cow before i got him to go to fresh scenes and pastures new the sabbath was almost broken but it was saved by one thing it is difficult to be emphatic when no one is emphatic on the other side the man and his cow have taught me a great lesson which i shall recall when i keep a cow i can recommend this cow if any one wants one as a steady boarder whose keeping will cost the owner little but if her milk is at all like her voice those who drink it are on the straight road to lunacy i think i have said that we have a game preserve we keep quails or try to in the thickly wooded bushed and brushed ravine this bird is a great favorite with us dead or alive on account of its tasteful plumage its tender flesh its domestic virtues and its pleasant piping besides although i appreciate toads and cows and all that sort of thing i like to have a game preserve more in the english style and we did for in july while the game law was on and the young quails were coming on we were awakened one morning by firing musketry firing close at hand my first thought was that war was declared but as i should never pay much attention to war declared at that time in the morning i went to sleep again but the occurrence was repeated and not only early in the morning but at night there was calling of dogs breaking down of brush and firing of guns it is hardly pleasant to have guns fired in the direction of the house at your own quails the hunters could be sometimes seen but never caught their best time was about sunrise but before one could dress and get to the front they would retire one morning about four o'clock i heard the battle renewed i sprang up but not in arms and went to a window polly like another blessed damoiselle flew to another window the blessed damosel leaned out from the gold bar of heaven and reconnoitred from behind the blinds the wonder was not yet quite gone from that still look of hers when an armed man and a legged dog appeared in the opening i was vigilantly watching him and now she spoke through the still weather 
are you afraid to speak to him asked polly not exactly she spoke as when the stars sang in their spheres stung by this inquiry i leaned out of the window till the bar i leaned on was warm and cried halloo there what are you doing look out he don't shoot you called out polly from the other window suddenly going on another tack i explained that a sportsman would not be likely to shoot a gentleman in his own house with birdshot so long as quails were to be had you have no business here what are you after i repeated looking for a lost hen said the man as he strode away the reply was so satisfactory and conclusive that i shut the blinds and went to bed but one evening i overhauled one of the poachers hearing his dog in the thicket i rushed through the brush and came in sight of the hunter as he was retreating down the road he came to a halt and we had some conversation in a high key of course i threatened to prosecute him i believe that is the thing to do in such cases but how i was to do it when i did not know his name or ancestry and couldn't see his face never occurred to me i remember now that a farmer once proposed to prosecute me when i was fishing in a trout brook on his farm and asked my name for that purpose he said he should smile to see me prosecute him you can't do it there ain't no notice up about trespassing this view of the common law impressed me and i said but these are private grounds private was all his response you can't argue much with a man who has a gun in his hands when you have none besides it might be a needle gun for aught i know i gave it up and we separated there is this disadvantage about having a game preserve attached to your garden it makes life too lively the end of section sixteen recording by mark penfold